0: Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Shake. And we are lucky to have Mr. Wes Bowling from Nokian Tire North America on the podcast today. How's it going, man?
1: Man, I'm great. It's great to catch up with you guys. About a month and a half after our journey to, to Idaho, we all survived it. It's uh, fun, fun to recap. And, and, uh, were you planning
0: to- on not surviving? <laughs> was, was there part of you that was like, we may not survive this? For,
1: for a second there, I thought it was your plan that I might not survive. All of those roads we were on, it was like, oh, oh this is a death wish for me. I get it. Okay, but we made it.
0: <laughs> let, let, to be fair, the, the scariest road you found, you found on your own, right?
1: Did no we did absolutely it was it was marked on one of the routes as like a probably don't do this but check it out if you want and we had our Nokia tires altering tires we're like well, we we have no excuses right we got to check it out really well, glad we did it was beautiful it was a wonderful trip and so thankful to be part of it
0: how was that Bronco anyway like what it was, was great. The, like was it all it was cracked up to be cuz you guys spent a lot of time in that thing
1: oh, 6 hours a day it was it was really good actually for for the function we needed and we were carrying around a bunch of marketing supplies and so we needed something a little bulkier it wasn't your typical rally car but handled pretty well it worked really well with again the tires which of course i would plug but um, it was it was rugged enough to to give us what we needed on some of those pretty tough uh, courses uh, but then also comfortable enough it was it was fine
0: I have a set of those tires, those Outpost ATs, in my shipping container, waiting to go on the trooper. <laughs> and I have to find like I want to. I want to do sixteen inch wheels, so I have sixteen inch tires. But I'm like I'm. I want, dude. Wheel choices are so hard. It, it is. It is like the hardest thing to do because when you walk up to a car and you got your wheels with your tires or whatever, that's like the number one thing people judge you on is is your wheels. Yeah, I mean, it, like you. What? So I was just gonna say like, no,
2: I'm curious, like as a tire manufacturer, I wonder is there like a, a a a theory on this? Like you need to use a certain type of wheel to market the tire? Like do you have oh, a standard?
1: You know what I mean? I, you know, we'd have to even ask our, our photography folks, like, what, what do they think looks best? I mean, I, I guess it varies by the tire, it varies by the consumer for sure, but you're right. I mean, the, the wheel-tire combo is the is the front door to the car, if you will. I like the that. Front door, I guess it's the front door to the car, but, but yeah, it's that, it's, it's that entree into how, how you're going to approach the – the drive and more, more generically i think you know when we went into making the outpost at that's part of why you put these these cool sidewalls on there the summit sidewalls with the design because we know that so many tire buyers especially in that like light truck space and, and rugged suv space they're buying on aesthetics. They are. 100%. To buy real. And so, not only do we want to make the safest tire, but also something they're proud to show off. And so, that's a little more aggressive of a look than we usually go with. And it's paying off for
0: us. I, you know, it's, it's interesting because I will, I remember buying tires for, you know, the run. Like, I'd buy stretch tires. I would just buy whatever size. and I would stretch tires and slam the cars and everything like that. And I would specifically buy a tire that I know was worse because it didn't have a spaceship on the <laughs> sidewalk. So like it's it's you know look you look at some of the tires and it's you know there's a lot of manufacturers that are guilty oh, of this. Oh yeah. And it just it, I don't know if they <laughs> if they're trying to make it look like it's really moving when it's just sitting there. It's a Riz tire is a fast tire. You know what
2: the worst tire I ever bought was is I bought a set of cheap tires to put on this 944 of mine just to like get cheap it Cheap tires? Yep.
0: You can call they them all. Literally, They
2: literally have tribal tattoo decals Ooh. or like designs on the sidewall i love it don't I love it. don't do that Wes. we call
0: those uh west i don't know if you guys use this term or not but my buddies we call that ditch divers <laughs> Yeah, like yep. bad tires are ditch
2: divers
1: yep that's it that's a great term i'm going to use that and uh, i'm marking the tribal tattoo idea off our marketing list oh sorry. <laughs> yeah it was it was one of the top 10 <laughs> You gotta think of something new, but that's it. Like it, and that's where we're going as we is we look at tailoring these tires to the North American market, right? We invented the winter tire and the Nordics, we've been selling tires, you know, in, in the United States for several decades now. But with this factory in Tennessee, it's like, what can we do to further tailor our products to the needs of North American consumers? And there's a, a wide variety of testing and RD that goes into that. But that's part of the equation, guys. You're right, is is the aesthetics. And so, you know, if we can be that premium tire manufacturer that's making the best tires, but hey, they also look damn good on your ride. You know, that's where we want to be. So I think that's an easy trade-off to make. Some of these R&D decisions, especially every tire decision comes with a trade-off. But we could add a nice aesthetic touch here and there that doesn't affect the performance of the tire then we can, yeah, be at a good price point, be elite performance, and also look pretty good. And I think that's what the Outpost is looking to accomplish. Yeah, so I guys... do.
2: I also have those Outpost ATs on the Cayenne. Oh, and so i have had do, them for a while. Yeah, I've had them for a while. I do really like the way they look. How were they
0: in the uh, muddy construction lot? <laughs>
2: the where construction. I did my photo shoot? <laughs> they were great. I have to admit, I haven't really put them through their paces. Yeah, I know. But
0: you, you've got the mall crawler. It's, I, it's... I do totally So you said that Nokian uh, invented the winter tire. What did people do before that just die or what was like <laughs> chains on chains everything what was the deal for you know why do you know why Nokia was like hey we got to make a tire people are you know driving off cliffs sliding all over the place <laughs> going through red light what's the what's the story
1: well, first off, this is way back in the 1930s, and so even you know automotive technology was still relatively new, right? And so I think where, where we saw an opportunity—I don't—I don't know to answer your question. I'm not exactly sure what people did to brave those elements before we we put the first taco on the road of the 1930s. What, what I what I can tell you is that you know we we were actually making rubber boot soles before that, uh, back in, in the 1890s, and so we were we were all about like mastering the ground when it is slippery all the way back to the, to the late 19th century. And um, so I, I I don't exactly know what they did in in Finland back then. They, yeah, I guess they slid around a lot, right? (laughs) There was, it was such an early adopt, early adopting, you know, technology to even have an automobile back in the 1930s and the Nordics that, that perhaps this was the entry point for a lot of people to say, look, I can drive now. I can get a car because I'm going to have tires that are going to enable me to, to withstand these elements. Now that's pure speculation on my part for sure. But
2: Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor, Petrolbox. Petrolbox is a monthly service made specifically for the automotive enthusiasts. Each month, they carefully select items including tools, Detailing supplies, apparel, garage gear, stickers, and publications to be sent right to your doorstep. It's a curated selection of the latest and greatest gear in the industry. And there's actually two different levels of subscription to choose from. You have the PetrolBox Basic, which costs less than 20 bucks a month, and the PetrolBox Premium, which gets you even more gear for $39.95 a month. Be sure to check them out at mypetrolbox.com and use the code OverCrest at checkout to get six dollars off your first month can you imagine the
0: marketing now if you guys invented shoes what you could do <laughs> with all the clips that are on the internet of people like walking all the ring doorbells and all this security camera footage of people just wiping out on oh the ice, yeah there you go you guys could kill it because you could show all these clips of people falling down and breaking their ass and then you could show a guy with nokian Probably Birkenstocks because
2: yes, would
0: walk across now the ice. I think
2: that's Dutch, actually. Birkenstocks, oh, is Birkenstocks yeah. Dutch? Yes, yeah. so so uh, no keen is Finnish, of course. Yes, and Wes, you were talking a little bit about the history, but I was wondering and I figured you probably don't know this, but I was like, what does Hakapolita even mean? So that I, 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 I was I just looked that it up yesterday. Do you know, I've Wes?
1: Got, I've got you ready for this. Okay, so it was a Finnish war cry several Ooh. centuries ago. And it literally translates to "Hakapale" was the war cry, and it translates to "cut them down,"
0: <laughs> which is amazing. Dude, that's pretty aggressive, man. I mean, that's
1: it's become this like intrinsic, like embedded thing in Finnish culture. Like the sure. saying was well known, and so when we when we named the the tire of the Hakaplita in the late 1930s, it was it was something that was well known. Now, I, let's not take the translation too literally these days, you know, whether it's <laughs> right. our competitors or our drivers or any of that, obviously. <laughs> uh, maybe our heavy tires, you know, in the logging industry, maybe that works pretty well, you know, cut them down, uh, the trees. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, it is kind of a funny, you know, hearken, hearkening back. And, and we actually have, have kind of co-opted the meaning of that and have something that our company internally called the Hocker Pletus Spirit, which is entrepreneurship, teamwork teams uh and and inventiveness and, and kind of you know taken that and modernized it but yes that is it and i'll tell you that my first dinner with our team our marketing team three days four days into the job they sat me down they looked me in the eye and they said all right you're an employee now. You're on the marketing team. Spell Haka Polita.
0: <laughs> Dude, when I made a post on Instagram about the tires, I walked outside and went and looked at her to make sure that I was typing it correctly because <laughs> I had no idea how to spell Haka
1: Here's the trick. For, those, for, you, for the enthusiasts listening, here's the trick. You just think of the word kit, K-I-T. The uh-huh. K, the I, and the T are the three letters that have double letters in, in the word. So Hakka K I T. Those are the ones you double up. I like so it. So the next time you guys send me an email asking for free tires, you can uh, you can look for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got my tires in the mail the other day, and honestly, they came they came super fast. And I I was working on the Mercedes, and the tires weren't there. And then I was working on the Mercedes, and then the tires were there. They just like they you didn't even see the delivery guy. Didn't see the delivery guy. Didn't see the truck. Didn't they hear just, the truck. They, they were just there. here. <laughs> right. They appeared. So I threw Driving the. Up-
1: a Haka Politas. It was so quiet. Yeah, it might have
0: been. So I threw my winter wheels, which are some MSW. This is for the Golf R. Yeah, and I threw those in the trunk. And I went over and I grabbed these tires, and I go, "Holy shit, these are studded." And I was like, "I don't know if that's legal or not." And it turns in out, Minnesota. <laughs> it turns out that it kind of is, and it's kind of a gray area in Minnesota. So I'm safe. But I was just, when was what is. What is with studding? Is that because does it destroy the roads, or you know, why would you want to studded tire versus a not studded tire? When, what environment do you need for that?
1: a great question. So, so there is this stigma against studded tires, which is that they destroy the road. And honestly, it's a well, well-earned stigma from, from several decades ago. And even some manufacturers now, these studs do have impact when everybody's driving on them for sustained season. It, it can add up. What, what we've tried to do and other tire manufacturers, of course, is to you know obviously maximize the positive impact, the safety impact of those studs without uh, without creating more of that road where we are a sustainable company we care about you know, the environment and, and you know road erosion and all that so we actually have cushions beneath the studs of our newest winter studded products so that you know when they're not needed to grip into that ice or that that layer of ice beneath kind of the sheen of water gets on these like services they're actually causing less impact on the road up to about 30 percent, i believe less less impact so the, there there are remedies being done and we believe also of course that in these areas where you need the ultimate safety a place like michigan for instance studded tires are not legal you go to the upper peninsula that's what you need right like you're an extreme winter up there and so you know we we certainly we're not a very political company but where we can we've encouraged policymakers and certainly you know consumers and dealers to advocate for for the use of those studs in areas where where you really need them now in terms of the other question that you have you know when do you need non-studded tires versus studded you know generally speaking Areas that are going to have more ice and hard packed snow, studded tires are going to be more useful. So your extreme northern areas, but also your coastal areas, right? Where you're going to get a little more ice, Um, even areas where you're going to get maybe temperatures that fluctuate right around that freezing mark. And so, yeah, you see a little more ice and snow. If you primarily get dry powder, you know, if you, if you live, for instance, up in the Rocky Mountains, you know, non-studded tires are going to do you pretty well. Uh, most of my in-laws, I am married a Canadian, uh, so I can have two Thanksgivings primarily. But, uh, but uh, my, my Canadian in-laws, uh, mostly drive non-studded tires. They live in, in Quebec. It just makes a little more sense for, for where they're dealing with a little more snow and slush. And, and the good thing, too, about our non-studded tires is they're going to behave a lot like studded because they have uh, actually like cryo crystals embedded throughout the tire.
0: What is, cry- car- <laughs> <laughs> what is a hold on? What is a cryo crystal? Uh,
1: that it is. It is basically our attempt to to create a stud in a non-studded tire. It's it's a, a an engineered uh, like particle basically, and there are thousands of these throughout the tire that dig into the to the surface of the road without being studs so they're creating more friction with the road essentially to to act like studs and, and i i can't go any deeper into the D. d i'll act like <laughs> it's because it's proprietary it's because i just i'm not smart enough to crash <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Well, i was um, the only question i had is i was just wondering if it's something that's just in the compound or if you guys strategically place it like a stud would yeah, be
1: throughout the compound throughout okay. the compound yeah thousands of these things uh throughout the compound that that are going to dig in so you know if, if you're thinking oh, i've got a non-studded tire i'm not going to be safe on ice like Obviously if you if you get sustained ice, you're gonna want that studded tire if it's legal. If it's not legal or if you opt for a non studded and you get a huge ice storm, these tires are meant to still keep you safe in those conditions too.
0: It's it's amazing the you know, I've seen the meme where it's like, We've got winter tires and the guy's driving on the on the freeway <laughs> and it's like winter tires and he's driving up a mountain and it's like winter tires and he's in space. Yep. Right? So it's like go anywhere. You know, people they brag on on winter tires a lot. And yep. I think the people are. How do you convince someone that's skeptical of winter tires? Because once you drive on winter tires, especially if you have like an all-wheel drive vehicle, like our All Track last year or this year, it's the Golf R, which is. good. I mean, that thing is going to be so fun with winter tires. It's and such a big 380 difference. Three hundred and eighty horsepower, or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, it's going <laughs> to be good. Snow right now. It needs to <laughs> snow. I'm done. It's over. Snow anyway. So how do you? There's people that aren't believers, right? They're like, I'm not going to spend the money. It's an extra $1,000 for my car or $800 for my car or whatever it is. How do you convince someone that it's that much better than the common all season tire?
1: So, the first touch point that we have is actually not between us and the consumer, it's between the tire dealer, the counter worker, and the consumer. So, the first thing we do is actually work to educate those counter workers at a tire shop to be able to tell that story. So we have a, a very, Do most competitive- people
0: make their tire decision there because for me, I'm like, I, I order tires on tire rack, have them shipped to my house and then I go somewhere. Is that abnormal?
1: You guys are abnormal in a lot of okay. ways, and that's <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. There there is a large consumer segment that is you guys, right? That know what you want. You're gonna make that order. You're gonna go into tire shop and basically be an order placer, right? Like yep. here's what I want. But there's actually a, a, a large percentage, some would even say majority of tire buyers that are going to the tire shop saying, I have an idea of the kind of tire I want, but generally like generally I need you to guide me. And so there, there are conversations happening every day with every counter worker, where they are the primary driver of that of that purchase. And so we have a a really competitive discount friends and family discount uh, program that we give to those counter workers, so that they can drive our tires. And so they can say, look, I'll tell you, I live in Minnesota. I would not drive anything else. I've been a hot completed driver for 20 years. And that's going to be a huge sales pitch, right? Because it's that credibility. So that's number one. Number two, we do have a number of, you know, I got to plug our marketing work, right? We have a number of, of videos and examples, and case studies of the difference of the winter tire versus especially an all season, which is not, by the way. An all-season tire. All-season tires are not meant for all four seasons unless you live in Arizona. They're called
0: no to- seasons. That's the that's <laughs> the joke, right? They're no-season tires because they're basically good for nothing.
1: <laughs> I mean, we make some great all-season tires, so I'm not going to say
0: that. Yeah, but yeah, but from like the performance standpoint, as like uh, as an enthusiast, I'm hey, I run. I guess I run uh, all-season tires on the 911 just because I yep. I like things to be a little slipperier and a little more fun. But generally, for like my wife to drive around the car. You know, in the in the summer, you would have like more of a a high performance all season, or like a summer tire, and then you have the contrast of the something you put on when it's less than forty five degrees, like a like a
2: winter Well, tire. what is what is the saying? Master of none, something of many, master of none. Yes, it's something yeah, like that. It, we'll we'll let it you really flail depends. around. <laughs>
1: That definitely depends on where you live, right? Like yeah. I, I would definitely agree. Like the Nokian tires, one the, the all season tire that we make in Dayton, Tennessee, it's a, it's a really good tire for for three seasons out of the year. It's what I have on my Toyota Camry here in Tennessee, I drive it year round because we get snow and ice. For three or four days out of the year, right? Uh, so it, 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 you know, depending on where you're at, it could be a really good option. I know your audience is probably going to be going to skew a little more toward the ultra high performance, and we make the Z line AS for that kind of audience for sure. But certainly in in winter, the the big challenge we have is convincing people. Look, if you don't want two sets of tires, you don't want to upgrade to winter. That's always going to be your safest option, right? Is is your get a Hockeplee set of If you live in Minnesota, that's what we recommend. If you're just insistent on that one set. Go all weather. And those right. names are so similar that you know. I, I think there's a misnomer. Even tire geeks or car geeks might not know the difference between all season and all weather. And Essentially, guys, all season was a marketing gimmick. It was a name that was given by not us uh, 50, 60 years ago to say, oh, you're safe in all seasons. It's not. When temperatures get 45 degrees or lower, even without winter preset, but especially once you get that winter preset, then you're not safe. That that all-season tire is a, is is a hockey puck, and you're gonna slide all over the place. Even the tread pattern. So we're talking way. about
0: even stopping distance and dry without yeah. snow, like no oh, yeah. snow. Absolutely. It's just like the because the, the majority of the time that you're driving around in the winter time, there isn't actually there's snow. no snow. Right. It, the roads right. are clear. There's no snow. It's just covered in in basically uh, the rust promoter, the salt, and then <laughs> and then you just have hard pavement. And that's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's it. So there's a there's a concept in the tire world called the glass transition temperature, and it's essentially the temperature at which a tire, you know, moves to the consistency of glass. Uh, not gonna break, but like in terms of the ability to you know stay soft. So an all season tire, right around 45 degrees Fahrenheit, seven degrees Celsius, you're hitting. The, the edge of that glass transition temperature, even if there's not a bit of snow on the ground. So even in Tennessee here, I, mean, I think it's below 45 degrees for, for a sustained amount of time. I'm starting to, to look at driving my wife's car that has the all weathers on it. the all weather tire. Here, here's the difference. What's, the
0: di- what's before we g- get into that? What's yep. the what what kind of degradation are we talking about? Like if we're comparing like a like an all weather tire or a winter tire to a to an all season. I mean how I much a, how, like is there a way to approximate like a percentage like oh, it's this much better?
1: yeah, I don't have a I don't have a stat for you in terms of braking distance or anything like that. I we, I can point to you guys and you can put it in the show notes if you want. There's a good YouTube video that illustrates this and we have braking distance of each of these different tires. This is actually on on snow. so it's you know it doesn't approximate the you know the the dry road the braking, but it, it's it's fairly significant. Um, I, I'm sorry, I can't go further. no, that's okay. That. But I, but that glass transition temperature for an all season versus versus a winter tire, we're talking a massive difference. We're talking these winter tires are going to stay soft and well into the negatives, um, you know, in that in that Minnesota weather that you guys get, for instance. And so so the the thing that we're trying to convince drivers of and trying to educate them on is that difference between an all season and an all weather an all weather tire is built for year round use, but it's got the three peak mountain snowflake that certifies it for winter use. And so it's gone through performance testing and braking testing in, in winter conditions, and that glass transition temperature is much lower. It's a much softer compound. Even the tread pattern is tailored to deal with winter weather. So I would hope that anybody within 200 miles of where you guys live is switching to winter tires uh, for the winter. If not, though, or if it's not a daily driver and they just want something where they're covered in the occasion that they're out in some cold weather – the all weather is, again, even in Tennessee, what we use on my wife's car because when we do get that that snow and ice, we've got our tire we can drive year-round. It's fine in 100-degree Tennessee summer heat, but it's also going to thrive in that cold weather, unlike an all-season tire.
0: How much innovation is left with tire compounds and everything? I oh, feel so like, I, I feel it like really? It seems because like, a tire is a tire, right? Right. Like, how much, how much is there left to do? You know, <laughs> I mean, at, at what point is it just, hey, it's a tire. This is the best we got.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's a great question, and I think it's – I, I jokingly tried to start a marketing campaign a couple years ago called Black Rubber Circles that made fun of the fact that tires are basically seen by most consumers as a commodity, right? It's about price, it's about mileage, and that's really all you care about. And they are indeed so complex and so delicately engineered that there are – I mean, there there are decades of innovation to go on this. Part of that is the emerging EV sector, right? We just debuted a, a studded winter tire last year and a non-studded this year dedicated for evs well, what's the difference to- hold on why do you need a different yeah great question so they need to handle, handle a heavier load oh uh, sure oh. sure sure. battery pack is going to be heavier also road noise is a huge factor right especially for a studded tire those are going to be natural a little bit noisier so we've got actually acoustic foam inside our hot completed tents that is going to be able to cut down at some of those ear like like noise frequency levels you're getting when you're driving so because you if you're in a
0: tesla and you're sitting there on your phone watching tiktok and memes
1: <laughs> like a
0: douchebag driving no it's a good road, point
2: though because there's no engine noise
0: at, at all so you're yeah. just all you hear all you're hearing is tire noise and the little gravel rocks yep. and everything else
1: yeah if that's not done well that's going to drive you crazy uh, the other piece is rolling resistance we need low and predictable rolling resistance so the energy required to move that tire along the road
0: don't you want that for all tires though is, is that like specifically an ev thing
1: no. no, it's it's every tire we make. It's, it, in fact, our I think ninety more than ninety percent of our tires across the board are in those lowest categories of rolling resistance. And when gas prices are high, that becomes an even bigger asset, of course, because you're lowering emissions, but you're also you know lowering your 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 fuel um, spending and, and and increasing that efficiency. But it's especially important for EV drivers because it's not just about gas money, it's about range, right? right. And, and how far can I get on this charge? You need to be able to know that. That needs to be predictable, and the longer the better, especially as EV infrastructure continues to unfold, and it's not where we ultimately want that to be. Especially so, as, as
0: winter comes around, your EV range drops by 20 30%, because it's true. cold, oh, yeah. and you got the
2: heat on. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. that's why, like, the BMW i3 and a lot of the early electric cars yep. had just, like, pizza cutters, super oh, they were thin, so a little skinny, super little skinny. low rolling resistance, yeah. which... That brings up a point too. Isn't there something, or maybe it was an old thought that you want skinny tires in the snow to like get down on the grip and have a, I don't really know the theory behind it.
0: Unless you're up in the Arctic and then you want a huge tire. Right. You want to stay on top like snowshoes.
1: True. That is, that is something a lot of people prefer. And, And some would say it's a matter of preference. You know, we don't have an official like recommendation in that, but generally speaking, we do, we do hear a lot of drivers say they want that skinnier tire to, to zero in on that, on that grip and lower that, lower that footprint. Um, you guys, like to, you guys you know, make, like,
0: an enormous, like, Arctic tire, too, don't you? For trucks yeah. and stuff?
1: Yeah, the Noki tires is Hakapolita 44. It's, like, a hardcore, like, heavy-duty, yeah, like, Arctic trucks. Oh, level. I want one of those. So what <laughs> what is that? <laughs> those,
0: are, those are probably expensive. What are those used for? Are they used, like... Like Ice Road Truckers, these dudes have yeah, these? and
1: stuff. And in fact, they're not even certified for use in North America, unfortunately, so we can't even really sell them here. But yeah, there's like expedition level stuff, like hardcore industrial. What do
0: you need to do to get something certified here? How hard I, is it?
1: I, hard. I, I don't know exactly what, what would go into that. I know it's a laborious process to get that to get that done.
0: And, I'm sure it's awful. for
1: a very specialized product, a product like that. It's just a, it's, it's a lift. But but like, okay, so move back to your technology question. I think there's an interesting bit of ground to cover here because I think a lot of people do see these tires as, again, you know, just commodities. Let's get one that's not the cheapest. It's going to get me good mileage, and that's it. But there's a magic triangle, if you will, of, of tire innovation. Every product, every tire especially, comes with trade-offs, right? So that, that triangle is your grip, your responsiveness to the road, your longevity of the tire, mileage, durability, and your rolling resistance. Those are the big three. And traditionally, if you're majoring in one of those, you're taking away from another, right? So if I want a tire that's going to last me 100,000 miles, it's going to naturally need to be less responsive to the road because it's a a compound that's going to be a little bit stiffer, a little bit harder. If I want rolling resistance – that's likely going to take away from my durability because, uh, or from my grip rather, because again, I might need to to lessen that friction with the road, which means a less responsive tire. That's why when people say, Oh, I got a great tire, it's 100,000 miles. Yeah. How are you going to feel about that when you're driving on a mountainside in Idaho and you hit an icy patch? Do you <laughs> care? Because if you're in a ditch, your tires aren't taking you any more miles.
0: Right. So Zero it's, miles. It's All about
1: moments, not miles, right? So, what we're doing in the tire industry, what we're doing Nokian tires, and the reason we're investing as much in R&D per tire sold as anybody in this industry is we're expanding that triangle. We're lessening those trade-offs. So for instance, the Hakaplita R5 is the lowest rolling resistance tire ever produced uh, of winter. And yet it's also incredibly responsive to the road. And it's also got, we don't do mileage warranties in winter, but it's got pretty good, pretty good longevity to it. So I think you know, what we're doing is lessening those trade-offs and, and as an industry you know, we're we're able to give drivers more and more and more of the things that that they've demanded uh, through things like new technology, new materials, new investment,
2: super kick-ass gotcha. testing facility. Now, before we get too much further, let's take a break here and talk about our sponsor, Olberk car care. Oberk is your source of professional detailing compounds and supplies that is research tested and developed by professional detailers themselves. These are the guys that are actually passionate about detailing and know firsthand what makes a good product. And they truly are great products. I love it's a simple foolproof two-step system, easy and gives an amazing finish. And right now they're offering a whopping 20% off your order when you use the code Overcrest. The discount code is good not only on overcarcare.com but also on detailedimage.com and Car carsupplieswarehouse.com Please, go check them out today.
0: So does anybody have a facility like like that? I mean, I just saw a picture you guys posted on Instagram of like a a drone view of the 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 winter tire testing facility. I think Top Gear was. That's just there.
2: where. Well, not Top Gear. Was, or, I'm sorry.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Grand Tour was at was at the facility. Yep.
2: That
1: place they looks were.
0: awesome. Can it's I really
1: go? Yes. <laughs> let's let's get you there. We do. It, we actually lead a trip every year. I can put you guys on a, on the wait list. It's pretty stiff, but it is so it is the largest company owned and northernmost test facility. And so so we have actually there are entire manufacturers that have have facilities that they either rent or they use they don't compare to what we've got there uh, we, we test 200 days out of the year uh, because it's 200, 200 miles above the or 200 kilometers above the arctic circle yeah i went to january of 2019 and keep in mind i'm a tennessee guy right i i've <laughs> never i've never once driven on a winter tire i married a canadian so i'd been up and experienced you know, the, the safety benefits but that was about it so i'm three months into the job uh, maybe four months, and I, and I get to Evalo, The sun's up for three hours a day. Otherwise, it looks like Mars. It's just this creepy orange hue when the sun is up. And they say, all right, you're on studded tires. You're on a frozen lake on a you know a course with all these switchbacks. Try to lose control. Just try. And when I did it, I was a little bit on the cautious side. like, sure. What look,
0: kind of car is this? What are you this? driving?
1: We uh, I believe it was an Audi. Okay. Q Q5. <laughs> mm-hmm. one of those. I think it was an Audi. Um, and so I, I take off, right? By the third lap, I'm getting some confidence. I'm going, and all of a sudden, I get to the point where I feel like on a Tennessee icy road on my all-season tires, I would have lost control. And you know what? The do you guys ever play Mario Kart? Oh yeah. <laughs> when you slide off the course and that angel picks you up, and, like you back there, <laughs> <front> <laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the studded tires felt like. It was like I'm losing control. And all of a sudden, I have this angel that like knows exactly where I need to go, and just like places me right back there. And it was incredible, and we took a bunch of it was a bunch of Instagram influencers that we took and had a blast, and they all had that same impression of like, I, I, I this is way, way more uh, of a benefit than I ever could have imagined. So it's really cool to go there and to see, you know, they have circle tests, they have road tests, they have a whole network of, of snowy roads around the whole community know, property that they can drive thirty plus tracks.
0: Do you run it out to other manufacturers at all, not of no, tires no. necessarily, but of of, uh, cars. of cars like? Do you let Audi I, you know, come drive up there?
1: I can't speak to that. To that, I know we don't. We don't let other tire manufacturers in, but I can't. just fuck speak.
0: those guys. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, no way. We're not. We've got this place, North <laughs> the Arctic Circle. Build your own place, North <laughs> the Arctic Circle. What are you doing, Michelin? Go yeah. home. <laughs>
1: yeah, there are there are jokes about them being curious uh, to see it and see what we're doing differently there, and, and I, I think it's it's definitely pretty lock and key. But we've also built a factory in Spain. Look, we're we're making all season tires and all weather tires for North America too. And we're going to be doubling that. Uh, that capacity here, what we're currently doing in, in Tennessee here in the next couple of years, and so we need also to have good testing for, uh, you know, a, a latitude that's going to approximate what we're getting in Tennessee. You know, where our market is not as strong, but we we need to grow to, to thrive here, and so we have we have White Hell, they call it, up in uh, in Finland, and we have Desert Hell now, about an <laughs> hour south of Madrid, uh, where we're doing testing there, uh, and, and so so. That enables us then to get a good feel and put as much of that R&D into those all-season, all-weather tires as we have into winter. And so people ask us, like, well, you've been in the winter tire, so your core competency is winter, right? Like, you guys thrive in winter. That's what you do. What makes you think you can succeed in the all-season space? You're the winter tire company. And what we tell people is that, really, our core competency is not winter. That's just the result, right? Well, that's just hard mode. <laughs> I mean, you've already, you've already
0: figured out hard mode. I mean, you might as well just <laughs>
1: – Everything else should be easy. Right. So, the, the exactly. The core competency is R&D. Like, it's, it's spending the most – again, I, I don't have that stat confirmed for you, but we spend as much per tire sold on R&D as anybody in this industry. Because guess what? We don't have a blimp. We don't have <laughs> – <laughs> You know, like we, we are guerrilla marketers who, instead of spending our money on legacy things that can artificially drive up a price because of reputation, you know, our prices are where they are because we are researching the hell out of these tires and making sure they can do everything we need them to do. It's about substance over style. And if they happen to look great in the process, awesome. But, you know, we're, I don't, I, I will say this I don't think we will ever, in the, in the future of our company, have a Super Bowl ad, not a single one screw that like we we want the best possible performing tires and that's where we spend our money and that is our core competency is that research and development that maybe awesome. maybe
0: maybe the the shoe thing though with the people slipping
1: <laughs> would be chris great. wants that, to make that shoes would again be a great talk. i think that that would I, i'm gonna actually run that up the pole to see what we can do like, <laughs> hey, first we first we had nordic boots now we have for vehicles i think if maybe vehicles, if
0: you made a, a, a sole of a shoe that was just the tire it would be kind of cool. It would be. Kind of, it would. Be, this is a ter- don't do this.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what, what I'm seeing here is is a good April Fools' campaign. Like we're going back to shoes now, studded boots.
0: Ooh, I like that. Uh, yeah. Everybody listening guess, has kind of got the inside line on that, but it's 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 okay. <laughs> but it would it's be okay. kind of
2: interesting to like just walk on ice with one of these studded tire soles versus just like an all season. But you got to do it. Show it on, the difference. But you got to do it on
0: flip flops. Oh, you okay. Because you guys are so hardcore up there in the north. Yeah. Up in and I think
1: what we... With the campaign, as we say at Nokian Tires, we're returning to the soul of our
0: company. Oh, he's already got it. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: <laughs> this is it. Oh, man. So my so, boss
1: is listening. <laughs>
2: I, I have to say, Wes, you were talking about that Nokian, or the Hakapalita 44, and I had to look this tire up, and of course, I see it on one of these Arctic Expedition trucks, and now this is all I want. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you told me i can't have it so i definitely want one of these <laughs> i was uh i was talking to <laughs>
0: i was talking to graham who is from go fast campers and he was talking about wanting to do this too with these arctic tires i mean it looks it look this this vehicle that i'm looking at with these tires on it looks like everything i wanted to drive when i was seven yeah <laughs> seriously like all the like little micro machine monster truck things that they used to have back in the day yeah had tires that look like this yeah So everybody.
1: They're like, yeah, I'm still seven because that's all I want to drive. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
0: Yes,
1: I will own that. With these expeditions and these products, too, like even if we're not selling that exact product here, we call those reasons to believe, right? Like we love sponsoring these hardcore expeditions and and showcasing these products, even if you can't get them here, that you showcase, like this is the type of effort and the type of passion we pour into even the most hardcore winter stuff. So if we can do this and have an expedition on ice across Greenland, Ben, you better believe you're going to be okay driving to the grocery store You know when roads are a little icier than you expect if you've got, you know, hopefully not the 44s on here, but, but some hockey
0: teams. <laughs> it, it would be so, and, so good know. to do it, though. <laughs> it would be so awesome. <laughs> I could only imagine. You just drive up on the – you know how they push all the snow to the edge of the parking oh, lot? Oh, I already you drive would, up on that. You would yeah. you would just hard park on top of that. Just I, I do
2: that already.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, just
1: straight up the bank.
0: Wes, I really appreciate coming and hanging out with us, dude. It's always great to hear from you. And again, thanks for coming on the rally and supporting Overcrest and being part of of what we do in our vision. We, we can't thank you enough for being such an awesome dude and such an awesome company. And uh, you guys truly do make elite tires. You may You aren't the biggest brand, but your tires are absolutely elite. And I'm glad you guys are around.
1: Well, we appreciate you guys. We believe in what you stand for, and especially your passion for, for exploring and driving and having the uh, the best possible equipment. And we, we do certainly hope your listeners consider us next time they're looking for tires. And I uh, can't wait to continue work with you guys.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, I'll send you some clips when I'm out on the – I'm going I'm going ice racing this year, Jake. Oh, you are? are taking the golf hour ice racing on, the, Ooh, on I like the, that. On the, on the Hakkas. It's going to be good.
1: Can't wait to see it. Send us all the videos. We will.
0: All <laughs> right, man. Take care of yourself. Later. All right. Bye-bye. Wes is awesome. I love, I love this guy. I love this guy. I love this guy. I love the company. I do too. I love what they stand for. I love what their um, what their core values are. I love that they don't have blimps. I right? love that. Yeah. You know, obviously, we there's got to be some sort of if you look at all the tires that are made, there's really shitty tires, and then there's really elite tires. And Nokian makes an elite tire, and Absolutely. it and it is very very good. They make all kinds of different things. You know, I've got the I've got the all weather tires on the wagon. Cause I'm probably going to, so what? I'm probably going to end up driving that wagon for winter if I can't. Sell the, Mercedes it. the Mercedes wagon. Mercedes wagon. Okay. Um, there is another vehicle that I'm looking at that a friend is driving, that I'm guaranteeing he's probably not going to keep it, and it's another Mercedes. And if I get that, then I'm going to swap those tires over. So I'm going to have the all weather tires on all winter on that. My wife is going to have the studded haka, yep. uh, the R tens. I think it's R tens. It's art. It's yes. I th- I'm 90. I'm 90%. Sure. So <laughs> it's she's going to have those. Yeah. She's going to have the Hakkas. I just like saying Hakkas. It sounds like I'm like cool. You are cool. Like man. I'm, I'm I'm cool enough. Well, it's
2: a rally cry. It's a rally it, that, is,
0: that is. Hack on. That's that pretty what, awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I need, we need some like fan art of Hakka war cry tires. The tires are, like covered in blood yeah I mean, it's <laughs> it's, you know you, they couldn't do it no but we, can. but we can yeah. so if anybody wants to do that well maybe we could mm-hmm. i have i have an idea. <laughs> i have some ideas we'll have to check and see if it's okay with maybe we can see if anybody can you know come up with the best <laughs> it's just something just come up with the best thing and then we we can i don't know, have no idea lots of ideas lots of ideas <laughs> anyway guys that's it. We really appreciate you hanging out with us. We will see you next. What do we have going on next week, Jake?
2: Next week, we have the story about the time we actually were contacted by aliens. This is a deep dive, guys.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I look forward to all the alien chatter. As you know, <laughs> Overcrest is
2: not just a car podcast. We talk
0: about aliens, too. I
2: wonder, I wonder if aliens <laughs> Is that our snow. tagline? We talk about <laughs> aliens, too?
0: <laughs> we'll see you next week, guys. Take care.